Welcome to the Disruptive Entrepreneur Podcast. For anyone who wants to make money and make a difference, grow and leverage your enterprise better, get more done in less time, outsource everything and create your ideal lifestyle. And now, your host, eight times best-selling author and double world record holder, Rob Moore. Welcome to the Disruptive Entrepreneur Podcast. This is a caffeine cast and also a live video feed. So a short, sharp shot in the arm of motivation and inspiration, maximum 12 minutes, minimum eight. So whatever you're doing, you've got time to stop right now and watch and listen to this. So the subject of this live feed and podcast is the great question every multimillionaire gets asked over and over and is bored of, but is really relevant and powerful. And that question is, if I would start again, what would I do differently? Now, I'll answer that in a minute because I've got a six-step process. So I've got six things I'd probably do differently. But before we get there, I need to sort of set the scene because there's quite a few hypotheticals to this question. So do I know going back what I know now? So can I take my knowledge with me? Can I take the strategies that I've used back with me, even though they might not have been there then? So if the answer is yes to both of those, and thanks for you messaging me in saying morning and everything else. If you have any questions, please ping them in. I'll answer them in the Disruptive Entrepreneurs community. All right, so here we go. What would I do differently if I started again knowing what I know now? Well, I remember asking this to my good friend Neville Wright, who I've also interviewed on the Disruptive Entrepreneur podcast. And it was asked by someone dialing in, if you like, and... It kind of embarrassed me. I was only the interviewer at the time, but it's kind of embarrassing because he looked to me like I was really weird. And he paused and he said, Rob, I've made over a hundred million pounds. Why would I do anything differently? And so part of the question is, if you're happy with the results that you've got as a successful investor entrepreneur. Why would you do anything differently? And if you're grateful for your life, why would you do anything differently? And I can certainly say that the way everything's gone so far, even the mistakes I've enjoyed and even the big public cock-ups have kind of been fun, like crashing my Ferrari into the Sun News International building. That's a good way to have a £100,000 repair bill for your car. So I've kind of had a great run and I've really enjoyed the, you know, the humble level of whatever success might be perceived. But at the same time, that doesn't really answer your question. So I guess part of it is, I think most people who have achieved a success, they're probably pretty grateful for what they've done. And they understand that the challenges and the difficulties are part of the journey and you can't get rid of those. So if you're looking for me to answer the question, what would I do differently if I started again? So that you have no challenges, you know, no critics, no traitors, traitors, haters, traitors, trolls, then let's get that illusion and delusion out of the way. You're going to have all of those. And no matter what you could relearn and start again with, you'll still make mistakes. But I can honestly say that many of your mistakes will be the single thing that will be part of your success. So, for example, in music, there was a day when someone was drumming and hitting the snare drum and they missed the drum and they hit the rim. And the, the, the snare drum's like this big. So, so, so to miss the snare drum and hit the rim, it's pretty lame. But that, 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 that rim, that click is now involved in most R&B songs and it's part of music now. 
just like um, the guitarist was playing the guitar and he kind of, he couldn't play the note properly and it all sounded a bit muffled. And that's pretty much now heavy metal, isn't it? Or Nirvana, you know the song uh, Nirvana, where it's <laughs> not a very good impression there. So it's important to state that many of your mistakes that you're trying to not go through in the future or you wouldn't do if you were starting again, they are part of what's made you successful. So don't try and get rid of your mistakes. Just try and maybe tweak them, not make the big ones, but also iterate each time and improve on each mistake. So I'm going to go through six things that I'd do differently if I had the chance to start again. Before that, if you're listening on the podcast to The Disruptive Entrepreneur, or if you're watching live, you can ask me any question and do this in the Disruptive Entrepreneurs community. Unfortunately, I haven't got good at yet at quadruple net time leveraging and doing the podcast and trying to look after the kids and do the video. But in the Disruptive Entrepreneurs community, I'll answer any question you've got. Okay, so the six steps are, number one, going back, I would learn as much as I possibly could. I underestimated the power of self-education and investment in myself. And I think that's because when you go back through school and university, you're often imposed by tutors and teachers at least seven out of nine lessons you don't like and you don't want to do. And so you maybe get this vision of learning that really isn't much fun or it's forced or it's imposed. And in 2005, in December, I kind of switched that in my head and I got this hunger and this passion and this enjoyment and almost this fuzzy, warm feeling. And I remember it was Tony Robbins who taught me, uh, David J. Lieberman, the scientist, progress towards a worthy goal is actually scientifically what he had found is happiness, what happiness is. It's not sort of being zen and sitting there doing nothing because you'd rot and die. But progress towards a worthy goal equals happiness. And so I was able to reframe what learning meant to me. And what learning meant was progress towards a worthy goal. So any personal development audio or podcast like The Disruptive Entrepreneur or book or mentor or course or network you go on, you know you're progressing to one of your worthy goals or more than one. Therefore, that gives you this uh, chemical endorphin rush and a feeling of happiness. So happiness isn't doing nothing and having passive income and quitting your job and everything else. I mean, that, you know, that's an outcome. You'll soon get bored of that. Happiness is progress towards a worthy goal. So going back, I would learn more. I go on more courses. I go on courses I couldn't afford. You know, even if I had to borrow it from friends and family or, you know, if I had to get another credit card out. Now, just warning a disclaimer, I'm not giving you financial advice, but I definitely would do more courses, get more mentors, get more trainers. I'd have audio on in my ear all the time, ironing, uh, running, going to the gym, mowing the lawn, all those things that I was doing back then on my own that I wasn't leveraging out. I would have, I'd get into podcasts way sooner. I'm only 4% of people in the UK into podcasts, 15% of America, you know, and podcast is the new radio. So I definitely do that. And I do that if I couldn't afford it. So what I'm saying is I'd invest more in myself and I'd invest in less in physical doodads and liabilities. Uh, you know, I'd, I'd buy less clothes. I'd spend less t- money going out with friends. I'd spend less time on drink and, and anything that was consumable or de- depreciable. Because people always say, oh, Rob, I can't afford to do this course. I can't afford to get a mentor. I can't afford to do this and that. But if you spend less on consumables and depreciable, depreciables other than absolute hard necessity, you've probably got... 1,000, 2,000, 5,000 a month, I don't know, it depends on you, to invest in yourself. And the more you invest in yourself, the more assets you'll be able to control and understand, therefore you'll get more passive income. But um, net worth is self-worth, so the more you invest in yourself, the higher your self-worth, and therefore the higher your net worth. And the more you invest in depreciables, the more guilt you have when you get the credit card bill, and therefore the more you beat yourself up and there your self-worth diminishes. 
All right. The second thing I do, you know, people always say the best way to learn is through your mistakes and experience. I think that is rubbish. I mean, hey, look, it's a good teacher. Don't get me wrong. You make a stupid mistake, especially if it's publicly. It's a good teacher. I've been driving at 55 miles an hour since I crashed my Ferrari. Uh, and that went, uh, I'm on the uh, biggest crashes website. And uh, uh, I've got haters and trolls who don't think I can drive a Ferrari properly. And they're, they're probably right. And that was a great lesson. Yeah. But the best lesson would have been to see someone else do it and then not do it. So I think the, the second thing I do differently is learn more vicariously, i.e. mentors, course providers, all the books and audio books, uh, networks, you know, people who are more successful. If I can ask them what they did wrong, if I can ask them their mistakes, if I can get them to share with me the things they did differently, if I can learn vicariously through them, if, if, I, if I know that big companies are going bust, how can I find out what's happening and, and learn the things that they did wrong so I don't do them? If I can get the backstory and the history of all the successful mentors and entrepreneurs that I aspire to be, that's one of the great things about doing the disruptive entrepreneur is I get to write all, down all the lessons that I'm teaching you. So the second thing is I'd learn vicariously through other people's mistakes rather than trying to make them myself. Because really when people say, oh, the best way to learn is through mistakes, what they're actually saying is, I don't want to do any courses or get any mentors or pay the money. I'm just going to go out there and do it and make mistakes and learn as I go. But the problem is one of those mistakes could set you back to zero or could make you go bust or you're only one big mistake away from having to start again, again, again. Okay, so learn vicariously through others' mistakes because I think actually it's kind of dumb to learn through your own mistakes if you can learn through others first. Okay, number three then is when you start, maybe you don't have cash, maybe you don't have goodwill, brand, load of customers, massive database, you know, podcast with hundreds of thousands of followers. But what you do have is passion, enthusiasm, and optimism. You know, you have those as assets. And if, if you imagine you had a straight line on a piece of paper and you had non-assets, assets. Now, you know, maybe when you're a multimillionaire, assets is money, staff, team, goodwill, brand, network, partners. But when you start and you don't have all of the, these, mostly most people just look at their non-asset column and go, well, I haven't got this and I haven't got that and I haven't got this, therefore I'm not going to be successful. Whereas if you actually try to list your asset column more, you've got passion, enthusiasm, naivety. I mean, naivety is a great asset when you start a business because you don't know how hard it's going to be and all the difficulties. So you do it anyway and you wouldn't have done it if you knew all of those. I hope you enjoyed this live podcast. Give me some feedback if you think think it's the kind of thing you want me to do. If it is, I'll do more of it. If it's not, I'll do less of it. And I will carry on the conversation and answer any of your questions in the Disruptive Entrepreneurs community. So simply go to uh, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Disruptive Entrepreneurs community or search it in Facebook. I'll carry on the conversation there. And remember, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything.